cancer culture, they look for people like me. They say, hey, this guy likes White Claw. Get him. I will find a way to get you to understand exactly where I'm coming from. Whether I'm coming in my bed, uh, in the bathroom, in the shower, into the toilet. Like, fucking ladybugs, dude. What are you talking about, ladybugs? I apologize. It's un... Canny. So that's actually where Blue Lives Matter came from. It all has to do with the color of the police officer's skin in that in the fact that they turn blue like Robin Williams character from Aladdin. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Ralphie Rich podcast. I am your beloved host, Ralphie Rich. We have another great show planned for you today. No guests. I know last week was um Quite the fun episode. We had our first guest, my good friend Aaron Lynch. Um, of course, that was his first time speaking publicly. So, you know, uh, I, I feel as I have him on more and more, we'll get to understand who he is and sort of build up uh, a character for the show. Um, not to say he's a prop or anything like that, but uh, we definitely enjoyed our time. I will say I do believe I got a bit too drunk. Um, and by a bit too drunk, uh, I drank like eight White Claws, which to a lot of, you know, rednecks and Confederate flag bearers, they'll be like, oh, White Claw, what are you, a fucking pushy? Fucking White Claw, that ain't what Trump drinks. Uh, to which I would respond, White Claw is the superior beverage when you look at white claw and by the way, make fun of me all you want call me all the names you want to i will stand by white claw i am actually thinking about getting a giant statue of a white claw can probably either watermelon or lime made in its honor because what it does is it removes all of the bad shit that and and by the way i want to say this about beer Beer is disgusting. If you like beer, you're more I mean, listen, I'm not going to I'm not going to dig on people who like beer. A lot of people like it for some reason. I'm not one of them. I can't stand it. Um what White Claw does is it takes the disgusting taste of alcohol because you, you, you say that you are an alcoholic that you love alcohol. Oh no, dude, I like the taste. It's pretty good. Uh, alcohol is one of the most vile drinks alive. It's so toxic to taste. The, the taste is a deterrent for many people. I know for me, I don't like to take shots. I don't like to drink hard liquor because it's so vile and nasty. And of course, this does depend on what you get. Uh, there will be varying levels, also depending on alcohol level. Um, but generally, it's pretty disgusting. What White Claw does is it takes, and this is not, they, guys, they didn't, I'm not saying they invented this. Seltzers, hard seltzers have been around, but they're gaining popularity as of late because this is what, this is what the kids like. I'll be honest with you. The, the, the younger generation, they don't see the need to, to, you know, I mean, of course, you know, the young people will drink uh, hard liquor when, if necessary, you know, if there's nothing else. But I know personally, if I had to choose between taking a couple of shots to get drunk versus uh, drinking and sipping on a few White Claws, I would choose the White Claws. You have your water. It's low uh, sugar. Um, I mean, it's like uh, practically no sugar. 
Why the fuck am I talking? Why am I defending the fact that I... This is what I have to do. This is what cancer... This is what cancer culture is all about. Cancer culture, they look for people like me. They say, hey... This guy likes White Claw. Get him! And then they come and they they try. They give me death threats. I recently had several emails telling me to kill myself. One very specific one. It, it told me to first uh, wedgie, give myself a wedgie, go downstairs, get completely naked, go into the cabinet, uh, get out my container of bleach, pray to God that uh, he would have mercy on me, go back to the container of bleach, stare at it for five minutes, all while thinking about uh, how big of a whore my mother is, uh, grab a cup from the other cabinet, pour the bleach into the cup, and proceed to down it in its entirety. Um, and let's just say... I, I, after reading that one, after reading that email, I did contemplate this because I'll be honest with you, it would be better than drinking a hard shot of liquor or alcohol. I mean, I feel like bleach might be a little more, I, I, like, I feel like bleach going down the throat's a bit more milky, a bit more smooth. Um, so, you know, better than alcohol, but, but I am sick of it. I am so sick of having to come on here and defend myself. All I want to do is drink a White Claw. I don't want to get made fun of. Um, I don't want to be called a pussy or an F-slur. They, 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 like, uh, what is wrong with you people? It's unbelievable. All I want to do is drink. I'm sorry I don't like the disgusting taste of beer. I'm sorry I'm not a 45-year-old. Um, you know, I, I feel like I, I'm the right age. Um... I'm sorry. I apologize. I do. I'll come out and say it. I am sorry. I don't like beer. Um, but what can you do? What What can you do? Um, that's That's what I have to say on the matter. In all actuality, uh, the show, the podcast, previous one was great. I highly recommend you check it out. I did all the editing. Uh, my just kidding. I had my fucking producer uh, do it. That piece of shit. Fuck you. Ah, uh, sorry. He just, what he does is he'll go and send me um, nudes. He'll send me nudes. And I tell him, look, I say, look, I am bi, right? I am bi, but uh, not for you, dude. A lot of times you'll tell your guy friends, right? Or, or guys in general, straight guys, right? You'll tell them, you'll say, hey, uh, yeah, I'm bi. Or it'll come up in conversation. I don't, you know, they'll ask me about my pride flag and what have you but but it it usually it'll just come up in conversation and they go oh okay am i hot rate me i'm like dude no you're not fucking hot you're ugly as shit and your personality sucks but you're funny and that's why i hang out with you um but they all of a sudden think like i'm gay forever and it, it it's ridiculous it's stereotypical and um, bigoted to believe that just because a person, an individual, is bisexual, thus means that they're attracted to all men. Like, I don't think, um, uh, and, and by the way, when I say straight, straight guys, I put that in air quotes, um, because a lot of them, they actually do have a lot of repressed homosexuality, and, and, uh, it's displayed or exhibited when they, get curious about your sexuality, right? Or I didn't mean to put that in air quotes, but you get my point. Um, but it was a great podcast, great episode. 
I mean, Aaron, he's uh, he's such a fascinating guy. I really, I, I really had, I have a lot of questions to ask him. I didn't have an outline when we did the show. I just went with straight conversation. Um, so you know, we didn't really get to discuss a lot of the things. But as for our first episode, I think it was great. Um, and I'm gonna do one more shameless plug for it. If you haven't checked out the fucking pie, all right, uh, we're done here. We are done because it's getting annoying. I don't really give a shit that much um, if you check it out. But um, last thing, I swear to God, I, I just want to say this uh, in regards to the podcast. You know, I posted one about Joe Biden. It wasn't about Joe Biden. It was me watching the Joe Biden appearance on Jimmy Kimmel. And what happened was... Um, it was claimed copy. It's not even like, uh, of course, it was claimed by Disney. Um, of course, uh, of course, again, I probably could have easily gotten it back on, uh, at least on YouTube. It's it's everywhere else on Spotify, uh, everywhere else. Uh, no, whatever. Um, but being that it is kind of a more political one, I'm fine with it not going up. Um, so it's cool. But let me say this to the lot of you. I will, I promise, I will find a way to convert you. That's right. I'm talking to you. I will find a way to get you to understand exactly where I'm coming from. Whether I'm coming in my bed, whether I'm coming uh, in the bathroom, in the shower, into the toilet. I can't tell you how many times I have done that. Guys, can I get a hell yeah for that? How many times have you shamelessly jerked off into a fucking uh, a t- a toilet bowl after watching some porn? I mean, it's just the best place. Because what am I going to do it on the fucking walls like a 12-year-old? Oh, what is this still coming out of my penis? Durr? No. I need to, like, it's just, I go, bleh, and flush it down the toilet. Um, but yeah, I, I'd like to share um, with you if you're interested in hearing. Uh, I have many stories about, you know, places that I've come in that, you know, I think are interesting. We'll go with this one. One night I was feeling especially patriotic. And these are all true stories. I might, you know, fuzz around with some of the details and add in some things just for humor. But I recall a night I was feeling especially patriotic. It must have been around the 4th of July. And I saw a little American flag in my vase. Of course, it's for aesthetic purposes only. I am by no means a nationalist or... Um, proud of my country. No, sir. Uh, However, I am proud of aesthetics and I have, I I do like the American flag in the position that it's in right now. And if you have an issue with that, then you have an issue with aesthetics. That is your problem. Uh, Because again, it is not political. However, I was feeling especially patriotic this night and I saw the little flag. It's about ye big, uh, five inches across. And I decide, you know, what better to do than just to quickly come on the flag, which is actually a lot of people look at being come on as a sign of disrespect, which I guess that is a way you can interpret it. I don't do it. I don't interpret it that way. Um, but I decided, let me come on to the American flag 
And that's exactly what I did. It was a very quick one, too. What's fascinating about me, and it's not that fascinating, I'm sure many people are alike, um, but I can come pretty easily without any, any um, you know, tools, just my hands. That's it. That's all I need. Just my hands and my imagination. I have a wonderful imagination. Um, one of my gifts. So it was quick. It was, I think, 30 seconds just because I can make myself come. You know, if I if I really want to, I, I just grab it and I do it. Um, you know, so so that's what I did. Uh, this next one is going to offend many people if you are religious. Um, so that was one. That was one. Oh, and I can't. One of them I can't tell because, yeah. Okay. Uh, the next one I I think is, I'm probably not going to tell it because it's not one of. Okay. The okay. So I was in the bathroom, right? And it was during one of my heated sessions. Heated sessions. And. Uh, sitting beside me because of course my parents are religious were two you know those holy candles with the the holy saints and and jesus well this one was jesus christ and you know i was feeling especially naughty and i decided uh during my heat i, I must have been 15 20 minutes in something like that um but i decided in all of my passion to get out my phone because i think i was recording myself probably. And I, I began, I, I was like 30 seconds away from finishing. I could tell. And for whatever reason, just to say, just so that I can tell a story like this to people, um, I decided to pick up the Jesus candle. And this is like a, a pretty realistic picture of Jesus on a candle, I will say. More cartoony than, than, than realistic, but, but you know, a, a nice hybrid. And I, I look at the camera and I finish jerking off to the face of God, which, you know, I didn't feel shame or guilt about. It was just like, you know, first of all, I don't even find him attractive at all. Um, I'm not a fan of, of Jesus. He doesn't look that good to me as, you know, whatever. Right. Um, but, you know, I, I had to do it. Something was telling me to do it. I, when I tell this to my therapist, she says, oh, it was Satan. And I say, you're supposed to be a therapist, not a religious fanatic. What are you talking about, Satan? Satan doesn't exist. And she's like, no, that sounds like something the devil would do. He would take over someone's body and do that to mock the Lord. And I'm like, wait a second. You told me you were an atheist. She's like, I was until I heard this. To which I replied, do you want to have sex? And we did. And it was wonderful. I enjoyed it a lot, actually. Um, there's a dead ladybug right above my monitor right here. And I kind of, it's been up there for a few weeks. And you're asking, you're asking, here comes the cancer culture. Here's the cancer culture. I didn't mean to kill the fucker. I thought it was a regular bug. And you're like, Ralphie, how could you not know it was a ladybug? How could you not know that it was, it's a fucking ladybug. It's red, bright red, and has black polka dots. It's one of the most distinguishable uh, bugs on earth. How did you not know? The, the truth of the matter is that I did know, but I pretended not to know. I tricked myself into believing that it wasn't a ladybug, but I, all while knowing that it was indeed a ladybug. Uh, so I killed it. And, but, but as you can tell, I didn't viciously kill it. Because it's sitting almost fully intact on my uh, uh, above my monitor right here. 
Um, which is not good. It's kind of gross. It's rotting, it looks like. It's turning like gray and green. It's 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 not like disgusting, but it's not pleasant to look at either. And I was just saying, it'd be great if I could pluck it from the window and eat it and shove it into my mouth. And the reason I want to do that is because I, believe it or not, was a big fan of Bear Grylls back in the day. I think I was around maybe... 8 to 12 was when I really watched him. And come on, you can't blame an 8 to 12-year-old. It's Bear Grylls. It's so adventurous. He goes on all of the multiple terrains and, and the different climates and regions of the world. Um, and that was fascinating to see. I've always been interested in geology and the Earth itself and just different locations. Um, I, as I'm sure many people are. I'm not alone there. Um, and I'd watch Bear Grylls because he'd go and put himself into these, some people would say staged situations, but they were real in the fact that he was actually in these places. He might have had protection and might have had help and his life wasn't actually threatened, but it made for really um, um, compelling television. I think a lot of people would agree with that. Um, but anyway, during some of the episodes, he would actually find bugs, different bugs and, and different animals and eat them. And that was always so satisfying because he'd come up with these little ways to cook them. Um, but I remember he would eat bugs and then I was like, oh, that's really cool. Let me go eat bugs too. And the only bug I ever ate was the crane fly. Uh, which they're peaceful bugs. I had no, there was no reason. And also, that's probably not the most sanitary at all. But I would go up to them. I'd pick them, take their wings off, pull off their legs, and eat the body. Um, and I'd be like, oh, I'm Bear grills. And uh, so that's what I was saying with the ladybug. Like, part of me that, that, that was, I think, imprinted on my character in my brain, my subconscious, wants to go back to his 8 to 12-year-old self, his, the one that used to enjoy Bear Grylls so often, and eat a bug just for, just for my own sake. And I'm actually going to do it right now. Just as good as I remember. And just as good as I remember. Even better. The thing about the ladybug, the way it tastes, is that the, the, the color of the shell, it actually, there's a reason that ladybugs have this color. Um, see, uh, hundreds of thousands of years ago, and ladybugs are this old. They're one of the oldest bugs ever. Um, they used to have to live amongst the dinosaurs. Um, now, I'm not exactly sure what the, the time period is for this. If you are, um, I, I forget the word. Um, uh, I took a dynamic earth class. I cheated through the entire thing. Um, whatever. Fossils. You study fossils. I think it's like a paleologist. I sound like a fool right now, but forgive me. Um, I, I, I'm getting the, the, date, the dates wrong, but but, but the ladybug, it lived amongst these creatures. Um, and if, during that time, the carbon emissions, not carbon emissions human made, but the carbon levels in the atmosphere were incredibly high. This was during one of its periods of, of um, high heat, when the earth was in a, in a high heat um, time, place and time. Um, and so a lot of the stuff was green. It was very green, very lush everywhere. Well, the part of the world that ladybugs came from was a little place in Africa called the Suharuna. And there, uh, 
was something really weird going on where the plants were not receiving um, enough carbon dioxide. So to make up for that, they turned into this red color, this, this bright red color. Um, so the ladybugs, they needed to be able to blend in so that they weren't eaten. And by now, if you're, you, you've probably turned it off because you're like, okay, what the fuck um, is he talking about? Like literally just making up the dumbest lies like out of fucking nowhere and trying to make it sound real. Like literally out of fucking nowhere. Like fucking ladybugs, dude. What are you talking about? Ladybugs. I apologize. It's uncanny. Later on in the episode, we're probably going to just watch some shit that I find on the internet. Um... Don't know. Maybe do some cop watching because I love cops so much. Blue lives matter um, because blue lives, they are lives too. Blue lives actually is, it, it comes from the uh, blue skin is a condition that a lot of people are not aware of. You've heard of the blue man group. You've seen the character from Aladdin, uh, bless Robin Williams and his heart. Um, what other blue character? The cookie monster, um, all the other blue things. Well, those are actually based on a, a race of people who all happen to be police officers. And it's, it's, they're at night, like similar to werewolves, um, their skin turns bright blue. Um, that's where the term blue lives matter actually came from. It has little to do with the profession of cops. It's actually the fact that, uh, 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 uh police officers, for whatever reason, whenever they take the role of, of becoming a police officer, so I guess it does have a little bit to do with, but it's more race-related, They at, at 12 a.m. every night, they turn bright blue. And the reason you haven't seen it on camera, because I know a lot of you are like, oh, if that's true, Ralphie, then why don't they turn blue, and why can't we see it whenever they're filmed past 12 a.m.? Because I'm sure there are thousands and thousands of videos out there that are filmed past 12 a.m. dealing with police officers. And I'd say, yeah, that's a valid concern to have. Any normal, rational, thinking person would uh, make that concern known. To which I reply, the thing about this race is whenever they are in front of any camera, Similar, if you've seen the show Severance, wonderful show on uh, Apple TV, I highly recommend it. Go ahead if you don't have that. Just do it for the show, Severance. But in Severance, I'm a little spoiler, but it's not like too... It, it, okay, whatever. Um, there is a code detector. It's in this elevator, and anytime any written messages are entered into this code detector uh the an alarm goes off and stops the elevator from moving similar whenever uh the blue race whenever they're in front of cameras there's sort of this communication that goes on that um makes the skin go away as soon as the the the, the blue skin realizes that there is are any cameras of any kind it goes away so that's actually where so that's actually where Blue Lives Matter came from. It all has to do with the color of the police officer's skin in, that, in the fact that they turn blue like Robin Williams' character from Aladdin. Uh, so I'm glad to teach people new things every day. It's what I do. It's my job. I want to take on more of a teaching role because um, I feel the best way to change the world is to educate one another, to educate the people. Um, so that's what I'm here to do. 
some updates about my life. A lot of you are asking uh, about who I am, what I have going on outside of the podcast. And to be quite frank and honest with each and every one of you, I just got a new job. I'm not going to tell you anything about it, but I got a new job. The pay is going to be pretty decent, actually, um, compared to a lot of other positions out there. Um, it's, of course, it doesn't require a college degree, but it's still a decent job. The gig is great. I am happy that I got it. There is a sign-on bonus, of course, with contingencies. I have to be there for a certain amount of time to receive it. But overall, I am pleased with my current predicament. I am interested to see how this turns out when school starts, as I am a full-time student studying finance. Um, I'm interested to see how having a full-time job working 40 hours a week, plus uh, it takes about an additional hour of your life to, you know, the, the transit, um, uh, aka commuting. So really you add on another five hours, 45 hours a week of your life, in addition to taking, you know, uh, four classes as a full-time student at a university. I think I can do it. And what's giving me the, um, I don't want to say courage is the wrong word. It's not courage motivation, I guess, even though I feel like there are other synonyms out there to, or adjic uh, uh, <laughs> forgive me. I feel like there are other words out there to describe what it is I'm trying to say. Um, but I feel like I'm getting my motivation from a book that I'm reading, um, called man's search for meaning. Don't even ask me to pronounce the author's last name. Um, I, I, it's German sounding, um, or Polish or one of those, uh, countries. I'm so ignorant. I apologize. Um, and you're probably familiar with it. It's a very popular book. Um, but it's basically this guy who was a doctor in his previous life. Um, this was back during world war two and, and, and during the, the Holocaust, um, he had a normal, pretty normal life, and then was taken to a um, concentration camp. Very, but but what he talks about in the book is is actual life and dealing with that kind of life within the prison. Very fascinating book. I highly recommend it. But he talks about man's willingness man's willingness to survive and to even allow himself to be free in his mind of course his body is restricted he's malnourished he's he, they're beating them constantly torture starving watching people around him dying so much death so much death stripped away from his old life his wife his kids his friends his family his mom his father everything taken away from you everything you have nothing but the skin on your body and maybe the clothes on your back if you're fortunate enough to have that but he talks about how how even them even then, there is, there are ways to find solace in your mind. It's very difficult. But, but after listening to a lot of the really detailed experiences of, or, or I should say experience specifically um, that was outlined in the book, I say to myself, listen, if man, if I'm the same species as man, we are men, I, I'm a man, 
we're human. If I'm the same species, then I'm sure I can endure something one million times less extreme. I'm sure I can do something, you know, it might not be the most comfortable, right? I'm not going to have any free time at all. I'm going to be working every single day. There is no break. Forget movies, forget TV, forget everything. But I know that if I can pull it off without becoming too stressed or or fatigued or just not doing well in school, that I'm going to feel great because I will have earned a lot of money and uh, done well in school and gotten all of my credits. So, and, and I know that if other humans were able to put up with so much more, then I'm sure that I can do the same. And let that be an inspiration to all of you listening. You can put up with so much, you just don't know it. You just don't know it. And I don't want you to wait until you're cast into this position where you are going to have to tolerate uh, uh, things that you don't want to tolerate. I'd rather you consciously make the choice to put yourself in situations that aren't the, the easiest to deal with, that you're going to struggle with. Um, because once you get past it, you're going to become a stronger person. Now, of course, it's even, it's ridiculous for me to even compare our lives right now to anything like what the victims of the Holocaust went through. Um, it's, it really is silly to put them, but I, I just use that as, as a little motivation to say, listen, man, humans, women, we can do so much. We can endure so much. And I, I think it's okay to challenge yourself and put yourself in those difficult situations and, and get through them. Now, I will say this was a much shorter episode. Um, of course, I did get home from work, did a little workout, deadlifts. Ugh. Deadlifts are literally, they're the, they're those, those in squats, at least for me. I know there are people who enjoy squats, maybe not, but deadlifts, especially, it's like, one of the exercises or lifts that I look forward to the least. I cannot stand every, the even the thought of doing deadlifts makes me kind of ill. I go, I'll be like the day of or to or the day before I go. Oh my god, deadlifts! That is not going to be fun. I rarely enjoy them. Like a lot of the exercises and lifts that I do, I I enjoy. Like bench press. Who doesn't enjoy a nice bench press session? Who doesn't enjoy doing six sets of six? It's fucking incredible. It's so liberating. It feels so great. It's just fun. It's fun to do. Um, I love pull-ups. I love chin-ups. Um, I love lat anything with lats. Um, any a lot. Most of your back exercises, I'm a fan of. Um, I like core, legs. I'm not a huge fan of, and it shows. It shows. Um, I just, it's probably because I'm lazy. Anyway, the deadlifts, what I will say, I, I, I look forward to them the least, but after I get finished, I feel the best because I am doing something that I really don't want to do, but I know is good for me. I know it's good to do your deadlifts. It's very good for your body. So long as you're not like over, overworking yourself or over or straining muscles or anything, or, you know, you don't want to put too much weight on your body, right? Um, I feel so much better afterwards. I feel like a stronger version of myself for having 
gone through it, for putting myself through it. Um, so to end off, to cap off, put a nightcap on it, um, I want to say this. If there's something that you want to do, but you're scared to do it, if there's something out there that you know you can achieve, you know you can attain, you just are intimidated or feel like it's the road to get there is going to be difficult and rocky and with many obstacles, don't stop or, or, or don't any obstacles do it, do it. Just literally just do it. And then we have the, the Nike logo right here. Just do it. You got to do it. You got to just fucking do it. Why not? What else do you have to do? What else? What are you going to do? Fucking nothing. You're going to go on TikTok. I know you. Maybe I hope my listeners don't go on TikTok. I mean, on it. No, I'm being honest. Like, I'm going to post shit to TikTok, but I hope my listeners or fans. I hope you're not TikTok fans. If you are, I'll try to convert you. You can watch my streams and listen to my episodes and be converted, which we're going to have to. I, I'm thinking about doing a little series, TikTok uh, detox and 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 try and get people unaddicted from the shit. It's garbage. It's fucking garbage. Um, but yeah. Uh, so so to close off the show, I want to say thank you so much for listening bit of a bizarre episode i know i'm probably gonna have fun editing this one um but if you enjoyed and you're watching on youtube leave a thumbs up and ask me a question don't just leave like some dumbass comment like oh this was great bro inspire like just ask me a question uh hopefully it's a, a a good question so i can answer it during one of the podcasts that would be really fun to do um if it's like a leading question I still might answer it if it's one of those bullshit questions. I'm just, I'm still probably going to answer it. So just ask a question and that'll be good. Um, for example, a great, great question could be like, does your mother know you're gay? And to which I'd play, well, for, I'm actually bisexual. Um, and no, she does not know that I'm bisexual. And then, so, so, you know, that would be a good example. Um, but yeah, uh, as Mr. Truman says on, on the Truman show, Good afternoon, good evening, and good night.